this heaven? No. It's Iowa. So, like, if you're going to have a podcast where you talk about movies, you should really, like, know how movies are made or have, like, experience in the movie industry. Because if you don't, you know, it's like, then you're just, like, two random people talking about movies and, like, who really cares about that? You're just people. Anybody can talk about movies. It's like, it's not special. And when we started this podcast, I was really scared, like really, really scared because, you know, I, you know, I was alone here with you, but when I watched you grow and I saw you get better as a podcast, I wasn't scared anymore. Like the more you did this, the more you spoke, the words you spoke, the first interviews you had, I just started feeling better about it. Does that make any sense? Dad, you're so embarrassing. We're talking eighth grade on the pot of dreams. Hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard. And it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure. But being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever but I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's like so cool. What? Kayla, one more week of eighth grade, huh? Huh? I said one more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, huh? Okay, so growing up can be a little bit scary and weird. We will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours. It's gonna be lit. Don't hold back. I wanna break free. As always, make sure to share and subscribe to my channel. Gucci. I think you're so cool. Maybe you just need to put yourself out there a little. I'm gonna stop eating saying, with hey, you if you I'm keep saying doing one, You said I could say one thing. Oh, oh. I'm really, like, nervous all the time. I try really hard not to feel that way. But you just need to face your fears and let people know they're really you. Just grab my phone, how to charge it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I charge it too. But my, my phone, I... Just because things are happening right now doesn't mean they're always gonna happen. Who was in there? Just sort of my hopes and dreams. Right. I was a complete mess when I was your age. Really? Eighth grade is the worst. You never know what's next. And that's what makes things exciting and scary and fun. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade? What? Oh, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pod of Dreams. If you listen, we shall pod. Tweaked it up. All right. We're talking eighth grade. I needed a palate cleanser from the horrors of Midsommar last week. And my palate is officially cleansed. But Eric and I, you and I, we've been kind of off. I can see a grin on your face. My brain's telling me that that grin on your face indicates that we're probably having another week where we're just not in sync. My my desperate hopes that we'd be close together have failed. Is that accurate? Am I reading your facial tics correctly? 
Well, so, okay. Um, uh oh. I, I will say this. So I have a question. I have a question for you about this, and I think the question I'm going to ask is clouded by my understanding and interpretation of the person that made this movie, which is Bo Burnham, and hit like his perspective. And I think okay. what I know about him, what I've heard him say, what I've you know listened to and kind of interpreted from his whole his whole thing, like who he is and sure, his we persona. both seen inside, sure. <laughs> well, his stand up, all of it, um, it has kind of clouded what I think about this movie, and it raises a question for me. And so, my question okay. to you is: Does the movie and the filmmaker? hate this character hate the subject and the protagonist the main person in this movie does he does the movie and the filmmaker hate everything about her and does he kind of despise what she finds important oh my god that was my that was my question the whole time i'm watching this is like is, is this a movie poking fun at in kind of a nasty mean way about this what this teenage girl finds important in her life Oh my God. Okay. You and I maybe then did, if you're even asking that question, you and I maybe just saw. So very am I wrong? Movies. Am I wrong? I, I, I Dude, didn't am get, I wrong? Dude, am I wrong? I didn't get any impression that he despised the main character. That, okay. Uh, Bo Burnham get, hates, Bo Burnham hates social media, right? His whole thing. Is, so he got famous as a social media personality on YouTube and he kind of hates that, right? He kind of hates our, what we put our importance in the internet and our importance on our online personas, right? Am I wrong about that? So, right. But can we just take a second to pause? I mean, so let's, are you able to at all separate what you know about Bo Burnham now in 2023 from just the experience of viewing this movie? Or is that something you I can had a hard, attempt to I do? I had a hard time with that because I think the, the way we look at this Kayla character is sad. I mean, she's very sad. She's a sad person. And but it doesn't end sad, though. That's the thing. She starts sad, and, and why she's sad is an important. Oh, she question. becomes the May Queen, and her boyfriend gets burned in a hut at the end of the movie. Is that what? So it, you mentioned you mentioned Midsommar was uh, you felt that was female empowering. I felt that wasn't at all. I felt like she was micromanaged to the nine, and she had no agency at any point throughout the movie. This is this is the opposite. I feel like this is very empowering. This fourteen-year-old girl tells off the girl that was mean to her, and she's proud of herself. Yeah, that's as that's as much agency as is feasible in the context of her life and who she is, and that she makes choices and decisions about who she is and who she's going to be. But I think it's fair to look at this movie and say there's suspicion and frustration about social media, like how it impacts youth, how it impacts the lived experience. That that's in this movie, and absolutely, with you have extra knowledge about Bo Burnham and his worldview that can make it even more strong. But that that's not a criticism of Kayla. That's a, a criticism and acknowledgement of the impact social media has on people in general. Kayla is just our entry point. Uh, but the cr- critique of social media isn't really on Kayla um, at all. But is she, so she plays a character who's recording these YouTube videos and saying kind of like us <laughs> saying these things into a camera for nobody and nobody's listening to it. Nobody's, they're viewing it. It's literally just she's doing it for herself, but in this like sort of sick kind of desire to have internet fame, which he, the person who wrote this movie and directed this movie, came to fame from the internet, right? He was like in his teens and he did these weird, like the kind of weird Al 
parody music videos on YouTube and sort became more, famous. More raunchy than we're right now, but yeah, the, the concept's the same. A and became famous. Humor. Yeah. The only reason he's making this movie is because of the internet and because of YouTube. Sure. Right? Okay. And I think he kind of hates that, right? I, I think he he thinks the desire to want to be liked online is something he despises. Uh, and this sure. girl, the character of the movie, that's her only life goal throughout the whole movie until the end. I guess she does say, I'm not going to make videos anymore at the very end of the movie. But She makes a very yes conscious change to kind of reject that pursuit. That that, that way leads to madness. That, that There's no happiness in pursuing uh, fame and connection on social media and trying to be friends with shitty people in terms of status. Pursuing this kind of status, she rejects it by the but end. But for most of the movie, she all she cares about is making YouTube videos and, and she, having having a online social presence. She takes pictures. You know, the idea that like she wakes up and spends 20 minutes getting makeup on and then takes a picture like, oh, just woke up like this. Correct. Like, that's very critical. Yes, it's but that's, sad. And he, he sad. frames sure. it as sad sure. and depressing. And I think he's 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 telling that this person in this movie is like kind of worthless I, and everything boy, she cares about is worthless. I don't think so. Cause ultimately what underlies that desire for connection or, or fame is a desire. I mean, in the end she changes her, like she wants a friend. She, she wants some really basic things. She wants to connect with other humans and root them to And that's, I don't think he's, hates that impulse at all. I don't think he's critical of that impulse at all. I think he's suspicious of social media's ability to actually do that in a satisfying way. That social media I can't think, give you the actual connection I that think you in crave the end, You're right. In the end, she, oh, she makes that determination. But for the vast majority of this movie, and for yeah. what, what this 14 year, 13, 14 year old girl he cares about, lessons. he hates. The filmmaker hates it. He doesn't and hate it's her. Obvious. He hates the social mm. media impact. I disagree. But see, so that's, what, that, that but that's my it. problem with Bo Burnham is I think I think I don't think social media is the the root cause of these symptoms. I, I think they're it exaggerates it and amplifies these things. I, these need to be liked. But that's just a I agree. And I think 14, that's in the movie. 13 year, I think that's absolutely in the movie. Yes. She's dealing with. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons why I like this movie, because disconnect from the social media aspect of all of this, which is, which is the like the movie. basically it's not the whole movie. It isn't. I mean, you're going to do this thing. That's like 98 percent of the movie. You're going to make that claim, which is incorrect and problematic and annoying. I'm just going to pause you. The it's a major point of the movie. It is a major point of the movie, but it's not the only movie because underlying all that is the desire to socialize anxiety about interacting uh, at a pool party. I, I didn't have social media when I was 14, but she walks in to this pool party. She has a panic attack in the bathroom. Well, it's framed like a horror scene. I mean, it really Correct. is it's terrifying. Yeah. And for yeah. some of us, Eric, in eighth grade, walking into social media felt like that exactly. That yeah. feeling, no, I where know. do I go? Where do I stand? Who do I Who talk, do I talk to? to? How yeah. should I look? What do I do? How does this work? What am I supposed to say? What would be cool? There's no social media until later on. Her phone's dying or charging she doesn't have it with her she's in the pool it's by the water and it captures that moment perfectly she has moments where she tries to actually have real world conversations and she's really awkward and shy and has a hard time doing it because she's so anxious and eighth grade is almost universally one of the most awkward times at least in american life and it captures that and that that tension that social anxiety that's there and universal is there throughout the movie and it's not just manifested on social media 
social media is how you have to pursue it. I mean, it's you're stuck. If you were an eighth grader in 2018, when this movie takes place, 2017, whatever it is, you if you're trying to get status, you're trying to connect, you're trying to seem cool, you have to be on social media. At least that would be a reasonable assumption for the average eighth grader to assume. And she pursues stuff unsuccessfully on social media and it amplifies exactly what she's feeling um and it's a big part of the movie but it's far from the only point it's not even the base i I think there's nothing but empathy for kayla all throughout the movie i i I don't think for a second he thinks she's being stupid or pathetic at least not in a way that we all kind of were universally pathetic sometimes we do peer out and we get like kayla vision there's one like at the pool party we get kayla vision but then like the music becomes like adult vision because sometimes you get this Okay, with the benefit of hindsight, this is very silly and absurd. All the things we worried about in eighth grade, almost none of them mattered. And there's this acknowledgement about that kind of tension, right? Like she's after this eighth grade hot guy who's doing muscle stuff and he's like scrawny as hell and he's a fucking idiot. And yet she's desires him. And for her, it's this big dramatic thing. Someday she'll probably realize actually by the end of the movie, she realizes the guy's an idiot. Um, and and it acknowledges that while also having I, mean, I just think there's nothing but empathy for Kayla all throughout this. I don't think for a second he's belittling her and mocking her and thinks she's stupid for wanting to be on social media um, at all. I, I just totally emphatically disagree with that take. Okay. I just don't think that's I had, true. I guess I had a different reaction to it. I, I don't think he's making fun of her at all. And she gets by the end growth. She learns that the social media pursuit isn't up. She learns even the status, she ends up hanging out with the like nerdy kid who isn't going to raise her status at all. She has a very nice time eating chicken nuggets and talking about Rick and Morty and whether or not she believes in God. And she's like done. And yes, she gives a very awkward telling off of the popular girl and it's done super well. I mean, I love it's, it's not super eloquent. It's not, it's not like a big Epic movie monologue. She's staring down the whole time because she's still super shy and super scared, but she learns down and she tells her off in a not super mean way that basically she's a jerk because that girl was a jerk. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's the, I guess that's fascinating to me. If your problem with the movie is that you think Bo Burnham is mocking her and doesn't I, have empathy Because for I know what Bo Burnham thinks about social media. But, I think but, it's, it's, but his animus is towards social media, not the kids i mean just think of but the this song, movie Welcome made to- me think is like maybe d- does he not does he also blame the need to to want likes and the need to want views as like a uh you know a, a part of the problem a part of what makes social media so awful is our desire and especially kids desires to be liked and it's feeding into that and see i disagree like that's a basic human need that he acknowledges there were other kids in the movie even the popular girl she wasn't we didn't see her hounding for likes and uh you know in the same way kayla was the only one we really saw that was desperate to want to use social media but, to be but we only saw popular. her behind the scenes everybody else is in public and they have to act cool and aloof because acting too needy isn't cool but whatever um she's the main character she's the one who whose inner life we get to see in a way we don't see with any of the other characters so that we don't see the other characters pining for likes and status doesn't really change the fact that I'm sure that they're doing it. And there's just a big difference between I, I, blaming social media versus blaming the impulse to connect and be liked. I, I just, I don't think there's any, any resentment towards 
kids wanting to be like. I was thinking, you want to think, talk about welcome to the internet. Um, he said, it, you know, there's a line in that song. It, it did everything we designed it to do. They got bombarded with this. It's electronics. It's shaped the brains. She had, um, what was it? Instagram in fifth grade. Yeah. Or, there, there was, I was the, the conversation they had at the food court. I thought was interesting with the, like high school kids. And, and that's clearly based on what technology like, she's, is she's a different generation than us. And, and they were like, what are you talking about? She's only four years younger. And it's like, well, when did you have Snapchat? And she's like, oh, fifth Snapchat. grade. And they're like, see, look, so totally different. We didn't have that until we were in like fucking eighth grade or whatever. And it's like that whole discussion. Cause like I didn't have social media. I didn't, I didn't have an email address. I was in college. Like I didn't have any of that shit. I, you but know. if you were eight, if you, if it was been around, if you were in eighth grade in 2017, you would want a phone. You would want to be on the social media apps almost certainly. You would want to seem cool and be connected and do the stuff that your friends are doing. I I don't maybe like, I don't I don't know if I okay. would have. Okay, fine. You're I've too never cool. had a Facebook account. Like you're too cool. No, okay, that's not true at all. I just I was just as awkward as she is in this movie. I'm not saying that at all. Like I, I, all all I'm saying is I think Bo Burnham his he, his dislike for with the internet kind of bled through to the character. I don't know. Uh, you maybe remember, okay, think about white women's Instagram, right? Uh, so on the surface of that song, go to, I mean, it's like listing all this performative nonsense that like women do on Instagram, right? Like white ladies, they stage these shots to show who they are. And it's really fake and phony and false. And there's this false o- online persona. Everything Kayla does is fake and phony and false. Correct. When she's online and she's trying to be liked, and then she learns from all of this, Eric. This is the big thing. Even if it only happens for two minutes at the end of the movie, the whole point is that she learns from all of this and grows past it. But anyway, White Woman's Instagram, we hear that. We get like two verses where we get just a list of, of performative nonsense things. And then it peels back and you actually get to connect with the woman that's at the center of the song. Um, she has a little like thing to to her mom, like... Where she's like, oh, gosh, I can't think of the exact uh, lines. Give a hug and kiss to dad. She's talking about, mama, I got a boyfriend and I'm crazy about him. And she's having this real moment. And it pans out past the Instagram filter and gets wide. And the shot comes back down. He's taking a moment in that song where he's ostensibly saying, screw social media performative nonsense to acknowledge the humanity and the realness of the person behind the facade. So I, I absolutely think it's fair to say he hates the facade and does not like the impact of social media on people in general and certainly on kids. But I don't think he blames the kids for wanting to be on social media. It's designed to be addictive. It's designed to get kids on there. It's designed to tweak your anxiety so that you stay plugged in as much as possible. Like, um, I, I don't think there's – wow, Kayla's so stupid. She doesn't realize how dumb social media is. She tries. She's earnest. It and then she realizes, okay, yeah, this isn't going to work. This doesn't make me happy. And then she moves on. And to me, that whole lesson is a lesson about social media, not Kayla being an idiot for wanting in the first place. It just isn't going to work. So she'll never go on Instagram. She'll never do any of those things she's again. She's still on the app. She's still on the app. She gets a, She follows Gabe, the cousin of the mean girl or whatever, back on whether that's Instagram or Twitter. I don't, I don't know what it is. But he says a message, thanks for following me back. And then they make plans to hang out. Um, so she's still going to interact with social media, but she's less concerned with status. She's not going to use it as much uh, to in a desperate attempt to be liked, to have status, to connect, to get friends that way. She's going to let the pursuit of status dominate her life in a way it did. Of course, she'll still be online and do stuff. 
It's not like she's not forsaking all social media and the internet forever. I think the other thing that clouded it for me is you said this movie was really funny. Oh, you didn't laugh. Okay. What what parts were funny? Um, I laughed a couple the minutes da- in. The only stuff, the dad stuff was kind of funny. Okay, so definitely the dad. dad stuff. And sure. The stuff with the banana made me laugh. When he's in the car and she's like, pay attention to the road, but don't look sad, but don't talk, but don't look that way. Yeah. That, o- only stuff- the stuff with the dad was funny. Nothing else was funny. Early on in the movie, very early on, actually, I don't know, it's a minute or two in, they're watching some they're in health class and they get a video called uh the hair down there and there's a woman who's like we're gonna spend the next 20 minutes talking about hair it's gonna be lit awkwardly made me laugh the guy the i don't know principal kid jerking off. what the kid was jerking off in that scene like that's not funny i didn't la- i didn't talk about the kid jerking off was oh. that what i cited as a funny thing my God. Well, that was the next, literally the next thing. That oh, okay. Happened. So if I think a moment's funny, but then I, I also have to think yeah. the next moment's funny. Well, I'm just saying, I don't think the kid jerking off is funny. That's fine. All. I'm glad that you noted that that was not funny to you. Kudos to you. I, was it supposed to be funny? I, I don't know. Was he actually jerking off or was he doing something else? And he's just going to be the kid that jerked off in class forever. I don't know. I don't care. Like whether that moment was funny or not isn't really relevant. The the principal that does an awkward dab um, that made me laugh. Uh, the stuff with just how stupid the eighth grade Aiden guy or whatever his name was. Guy was just so dumb. I didn't laugh. Like I hope we I hope we had a school shooter and she's trying to like talk to him and it's clear that he's just so dumb. I wish we'd have a school shooter. I wouldn't be a pussy. I'd take his gun and kick his ass. It was so such an incredibly dumb eighth grade boy thing to say, to act like if there was a school shooter, you would take his gun. The, the school shooting thing was not funny either. I think that was supposed to be a joke, but I didn't find that funny at all. I didn't think it was supposed to be a joke at all. Um, I mean, I guess maybe the girl with the the fake blood. It's like a sight gag where it's like, oh shit, what is school shooting? It's like, no, nope, it's just a training where that's what kids have to go through now. That. I was pretty that's how, sad, was, that's how sad American schools are that kids have to go through school shooter training. Could you acknowledge uh-huh. that being the reality for school kids? How would you do that in a way that's not preachy to you? How would you do it? I don't know. Like, not that way. But. Okay. That's exactly how I, I mean, I acknowledge it. The cop thanks the drama students and it's hardly a plot point. They spend two minutes on it. She stares at Aiden and finds out he's a perv and thinks she needs to like learn how to send naked pictures or whatever to get him to like her because she's again, pursuing status. Um, the, the stuff at the pool party. And it's like, it's cuts to all these shots of these kids just being weird. Eighth graders, the kid flipping up his eyelids and just doing inane things. But then you, you feel Kayla's anxiety as she's in that social situation. That made me laugh less this time, but the first time I, I mean, I, I laughed a bunch. I didn't laugh as much towards the end. It gets less funny as it goes along. I think, um, you know, as she, it gets a little more serious. Um, but no, I laughed a few times. Um, there's another part I laughed at, but it doesn't matter. You didn't laugh. The, the stuff with the dad is, is great. That you're confused about the banana, getting yelled at in the car. Oh, the de- the end speech with the dad was amazing. I the dad that was w- the best part of this movie. Okay, so you related to the dad. Oh, yeah. related to the eighth grade girl because you didn't care about social media, and you weren't. I mean, no, it wasn't that I couldn't relate to her. I think I think you're right that the. the 
anxiety that she felt was done well in the movie and like what it's like being that age is tough for everybody. And then, yeah, I, I, I think it accurately portrayed her feelings. I just think this, the social media stuff, which is a huge part of the movie, gave me the impression that the filmmaker didn't like what she, what she found important and was belittling it in a way that, I thought was kind of sad. I, I see. I, I feel like we're in like the RRR territory where you're like, you didn't think they were in on the joke or they knew how silly it was. I, I, I just feel like, boy, that's how off your reading is. I, I, Maybe. I, I just, I just think he empathizes with Elsa's per, er, oh God. Elsie's the actor. Um, Kayla's pursuit. Um, well, acknowledging that it, it, it's going to fall short. Um, it's not ultimately gratifying. Except that it didn't means. fall short for him. He became famous and rich and was able to make a movie. So, about Eric, it. if you make movies in Hollywood and you're successful and make a lot of money, can you talk about how shitty it is to make movies? Can you talk about how shitty movie producers are and movie studios are? Do you get to do that or not because you're really successful as a movie maker? That's different because I the exposure that he got from the very thing he's criticizing is what made him famous enough to do the thing that he's doing, which that's I think what a is... Movie, that's exactly what a director who does a movie about how shitty it is to make movies. It, it's the exact same scenario. The analogy is perfect. It's just fine. Uh, it, it's totally fair for him to say... I think it's a bit disingenuous, is all I I'm disagree. Saying. I think he's got anxiety problems, and I think he probably feels deeply unhappy, despite all of his internet fame and money. Uh, there's a lot of people who are rich and famous and then still get depressed and commit suicide. Chris Cornell of Soundgarden, Anthony Bourdain, these guys who had it all, quotes, fame, money, they could have lived cushy lives. Anthony Bourdain is a great chef. He would talk about how shitty the food industry is. Well, he got famous, so he can't criticize it. Sorry, Anthony Bourdain. You can't criticize the thing that gave you your status. Sorry. Not fair. Like it's That's such a different weird... because it's it's exposure that he got from the thing. And then him Bourdain got famous as a chef. He got famous as a chef. We know he got famous for doing the thing that he's criticizing. He's that's different. That's a different. It's not a different thing. And then got famous for being a chef, and then he certainly criticized the food industry. Okay, uh, and then Bo Burnham got famous because of social media, and he's critical of social media. It really is the same thing. Uh, It's a very bizarre that in this case you just. Can't he just isn't allowed to criticize it because he, he got famous from it. It's bizarre to me. Um, yes, it, it gave him the ability to make this movie in the first place. Without social media, he would never have been able to make eighth grade a movie about social media and why it maybe doesn't work for some people or work in general or however broad you want to make the claims that are in this movie. I think the other thing for me too is Book Smart, I think, is so much funnier and so much better than this. I know she's in high school in Book Smart, and this is about an eighth grader. So it's a different, obviously, a different time in somebody's life. But Book Smart's just a thousand times better than this. I, I haven't seen Book Smart. I suspect that I would like Book Smart less than you because I, I know what you think is funny and what I think is funny. And eighth grade is more understated and probably less of a, a less broad as comedy. Um, I'm sure book smart. There's a lot of because <laughs> I'm a big dummy and I only get broad comedy and not the minutia. You get it. It's nothing quite, it has to do with taste, Eric. It's like in music, you love a lot of guitar. 
you you want you you're you wanted Prince to do more heavy guitar stuff. You, you feel like he didn't do enough guitar riffing and shredding. That's how you feel because you There's love not enough shredding, shredding. In, in eighth grade for sure. Definitely. But my not point is, shredding. you know, you you like the movie Blockers. We talked. I Blockers wasn't. I didn't theater. like that. It was okay. It don't. Is that I liked that movie? You Come thought on. it was funny. I didn't it laugh okay. once in that movie. I didn't laugh once in Blockers. I would not if I was rating that movie. I wouldn't give it a very high rating. I didn't. I didn't like that movie. Okay. Okay. okay fair enough. I I want to talk about one scene, which I you're probably not going to like it, but it, it's almost not about liking. It. I just think it was incredible, and it does something I think is very difficult to do, and it's the scene where Kayla is getting a ride home. Can we talk about that scene? Sure. How much did you hate that scene? Well, in what way? I mean, it was absolutely uncomfortable and awful. And I mean, it was one of the scenes where I thought like he was empathizing with her situation. And he was like, this is awful that this girl would have to go through something like that. And and people haven't seen like so. Kayla's she's very bummed out through most of the movie, but then she she does this thing where, you know, she gets like a mentor for high school, like a rising senior. She's going to be a freshman. She gets somebody who mentors her and it goes really well and it helps give her confidence and helps. Why wouldn't you have freshman mentor eighth graders instead of seniors? That's such an odd. It's a weird thing. Like you're having 18 year olds hang with 14 year olds. That's crazy. Well, the, the stuff that happens outside. Does that happen in your in your high school? No, we have there are no mentors. Did you have middle school or did you have junior high? We called it junior high. So you had so you had seventh and eighth grade. Just because right, in this movie she's in middle school, which is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Right, which right, my, right. my kids will have middle school, but so she's in eighth grade and she's hanging out with. High school seniors. Well, the mentor, I mean, it's it's you're supposed to shadow it's them for clear. a day. Um, the, the stuff that happens outside of school is like extra or whatever, but right. that's fine. I, but whatever. It could you could that's fine. I I see the logic. If I'm an administrator, you've convinced me, Eric. But in this movie, it's seniors. Whatever. She goes to the mall to meet her mentor. Mentor invites her, so she goes and she just kind of sits there and sees there's there's two guys, two girls. They talk about a lot of things, uh, but you know the social media conversation being part of it. Um, her dad spies on her. She's actually going to get a ride home. She's riding with her mentor, Olivia, and this other guy, I can't even remember his name, but it's the guy who's got the car. They're outside. The older girl says, let's drop Kayla off first. She's like, no, no, I mean, this is your house right here. We're good. And he lets Olivia off. And then he starts driving a little ways away. Basically starts hitting on her and says, we can't talk. Uh, I'm in the front near the back. It's kind of weird. And then he and goes so in the back. She, you know, she makes a comment how she won't turn 18 in high school. So she's like, like my kids will be, they won't turn 18 in high school. You didn't either because you were, right? Oh, I'm you not, have a no, summer I, I turned, birthday. I, as the opposite. I turned 18. So you were the oldest my, kid in your class, correct. one of them. Okay. As opposed to the youngest, yes. Right. So she, Kayla's the opposite of this. But so, so she wasn't quite yet 14. She would have been 13 years old, right? I think she's 14. I think she's turned Well, she 14. hadn't finished eighth grade yet, so she would have turned 14 that summer. I guess, I guess that math checks out, 14, 15. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're right. about to say that she's way too young and the guy's a creep, which she is. Well, yeah, I mean, um, that's all I'm saying is, like, this This is fucked up what happens to her. Yeah, the guy The guy is an absolute creep. Um, so He, he might be 18 and she's 13. Like, that's fucking crazy. It is hit on in that situation, but it continue. is, it is. Anyway, he gets to the backseat. He, he 
does a game of truth or dare, and it's very clear, uh, if you pay any attention at all, Kayla's very uncomfortable, but she's trying to seem cool. She's trying to seek that status and doesn't want to seem lame, and he tries to keep her to keep doing dare, and he's trying to turn it into a sexual situation. Um, and he never threatens her. He doesn't say, you know, I'm going to hurt you. It's not like some punk guy in an 80s revenge movie is like, ah, I'm going to rape you. Um, he never even says the word sex. He doesn't like say, I want to have sex with you I'm going to, but it's this very dangerous, complicated situation because she also needs him to get a ride home. Um, and in that moment, he tells her that, you know, her dare is to take her shirt off and she stands her ground in a situation that'd be very difficult to stand her ground. And this is a situation I think many women have found themselves in at various points that's like, is it easier? Do I just comply? What do I do? How do I handle this? Um, but she doesn't want to seem uncool to her, her new buddy, Olivia. And she just, she stands her ground in a way that's very difficult to me, shows a lot of agency for a 13 year old girl. Um, I think it'd be very, very difficult to do. Yeah. Or he tries to grab her. She's like, stop. And she, and he's just like, sorry, sorry. And, and then she's like, oh. apologizing afterwards too. Yeah. And she shouldn't have to apologize, but she's desperate. She doesn't want but him she, to tell but Olivia. She drew a line. She drew a line Correct. like, no, stop, don't touch me. Don't I'm touch me. I'm not doing this. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And then he tries to put it off. Like he's doing her a favor, like a, a, a yeah, super all duper the, asshole. All the high school boys are going to, you know, I was trying to help you out. Yeah. I mean, he's a piece of shit. Like he's an 18 year old trying to. Do something with 13 year old, which is like absolutely not okay in any scenario and completely fucked and illegal. I think in most states is a fucking crime what this guy was doing. Um, sure, yeah, it was bad, but it's it's one of those things. Like there aren't many scenes where you get the sense of just how, without any threat of violence, without anything overtly explicit. But- I was going to say, it's interesting because Bo Burnham is in where he plays kind of a rapist. Oh, or promising. No, not kind of. Not kind of. Promise, promising young woman. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you not hear that? Yeah. Promising you, young you woman. You froze for a minute there. So okay. sorry. So yeah, I just, oh, you uh, froze. Okay. But yeah, so promising young woman is the movie and he plays he plays a rapist, basically. But, but he's a nice guy. But he's just he's a nice guy. He was a kid. I'm, I'm joking. That's what he says in his defense in that movie. Right. Uh, no, he's certainly it's interesting. Cr- I mean, he, 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 to me, yes, that's absolutely a time where he's empathizing with something that women in particular have to go through and deal with this sexual danger and power imbalance. Um, she stands her ground, but she's very distraught by it. And she goes to a room and she slams the door and she's very upset, understandably so. Um, but it's like, it's like there aren't many scenes that really convey those kind of situations that women can be in. And it's awful, it's uncomfortable, but it should be. Um, and you think, I mean, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't kill him. She, I mean, he's not going to go to jail. She, in fact, doesn't want anybody to know about it. But she at least says no, holds her ground in a way that I think is very empowering and heroic in a very, you know, everyday sort of way, not in a Marvel superhero sort of way. Um, and I think it's an incredible scene. I mean, it's very impactful and it resonates uh, I mean, it's one of those things that help her decide, like, okay, I'm going to pretend I like blowjobs to impress this idiot guy. And, you know, in the end, she doesn't, decides not to pursue the idiot guy. Like, I love the shot. She's at her graduation, and she's in the line, and she walks down the hall. We think she's going to pursue Aiden, the idiot guy. And then she turns and confronts the girl who's just kind of mean to her. 
Yeah, I mean, what's what's interesting is the all of the videos which she makes, which nobody sees. Or she actually gives really good advice. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things. Like, are you listening to what you're saying? Because what you're saying is actually. And she does that first video. She does. She listens to herself by the end. That first one she does. It comes back full full circle. She doesn't take her own advice initially when she does that first video. And she's projecting stuff too, like the pool party. Like she just so like I'd invite this weird girl to a pool party, and it's like she's using the hope that people will see what she's like because she struggles socially. And this is these videos to me that it's. Not Bill Burnham mocking her for being on social media and wanting friends and likes and attention. She's looking to connect. She just wants a friend. Like you, you, her goal in a pathetic way. I mean, the goals are shallow. You, you're pathetic is your word. I don't. I don't think he views her as pathetic. She's just pursuing the wrong things. What's happened? I think. Like, she, I think she. I think the movie does view her as pathetic, but I. I disagree so emphatically with that reader. Like. We see her like time capsule of okay, this is what she was looking for in sixth grade, and this is like the culmination of that. Like, I hope you have a hot boyfriend, and you're you're popular, and you're all this stuff. And she ends up burning it because she realizes okay, these were kind of childish pursuits, I guess, or unsatisfying. I I wouldn't view it pathetic. Or based off the internet. Sure, or stuff that she'd seen, or what she thought she's supposed to do, or what she needed to do to get liked and attention, and to to. Be happy. Be happy is probably how I put it. This is what you need to be happy. But she realizes actually those pursuit things aren't going to make me happy. And I don't even know if it's a universal claim. She can just be for her. Like it's not going to make me happy. Maybe social media does make some people genuinely happy. I don't know. It does. Twitter doesn't actually make me happy. It kind of bums me out. I, I usually just read Twitter and I just find myself liking humanity less and less. But, you know, that is a way of. I guess promoting. it's also like I don't share Bo Burnham's disdain for social media and the internet like i th- i think definitely it, it it exaggerates and amplifies problems in our society and in our personal lives i don't think of any of that and so i guess i just sort of disagree with that perspective on it see to me i think the way you just put it is almost certainly i think how bo burnham would put it maybe a little bit more emphatically but Problems that we already have, social media exacerbates or makes them worse. I think that's almost certainly what his world would be. And I bet if you ask Bo Burnham, do you empathize with Kayla? He would say, yes, absolutely. I don't think he'd hesitate. Um, and yes, yeah, sometimes the things we liked in junior high were silly. And there's a little bit of the, uh, we kind of liked some dumb stuff when we were younger. I mean, that's fine. That's true. I sometimes squirm at the stuff that I liked or cared about. I mean, have you not ever seen a movie that you liked once? You're like, wait, I used to like that movie. Like never, never once. You're just like, oh, I get it. This movie is great. 13 only really had great taste in movies. I, they spot on. When I was 13, I loved the movie 13th Warrior. It's still an amazing movie. Is it? I've never <laughs> seen it. Oh, or like Kid Rock. Like, did you ever have a Kid Rock face where you're like, man, this guy, Kid Rock, his music rocks. I, I loved Kid Rock for a long time. That Limp Biscuit, I love Limp Biscuit too. Okay. Not do you huge. look back and think, oh, they're great? I I do. Or do you I think, think oh, okay, I was I was a little little I childish Rock, to like those things. His his politics are spot on. I mean, he's really grown. <laughs> I, I as yeah. A, as an adult, I'm glad he's standing up to the tyranny of the light. Yeah. yeah. What a what a hero. The hero we need. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I that was it's my. Fine. That, 
maybe I'm wrong. That was just that was uh, the lingering question I had when I was watching. No, this no well, this is fast. I mean, it's the, this is one of the reasons why I'm glad we do the podcast, even though I disagree with your take on on this movie. Um, the the other question: Why was this bad. movie rated R? Because the F word? Because it said fuck a lot? Well, if you say fuck more than once, you're automatically rated R. Is you that can, it, though? I can't, I can't understand. That, that is a rule. That's a hard rule. But did they say fuck more than once in this movie? I guess I don't even I, remember. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they, they talk about it. seems they, like they a huge error on the part of like marketing this movie. Like, why would you make this movie rated R? It should well, never have been rated R. Oh, I don't have a. Uh, it's fine. I, I, you were trying to accurately. This isn't kids, but you're actually you're actually trying to accurately convey as best as you possibly can in a movie what eighth graders were going through in 2018. I mean, you filled it with in, in well, part of it is with a lot of high school students. Part of it is I wanted to watch this with my kids. Oh, and then I saw this rated R and it's like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. But then I watched it and it's like they might get something out of this. I don't know. They might have. Might have enjoyed oh, that's it. Interesting. That's interesting. I mean, because my kids are they're going into Dude. fifth grade. I mean, right. This will know. be them in three years or whatever right. it is. Yeah. And they already think in you're sixth grade. They're in middle grade. school. You know. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm a dorky dad that they tell me to get away from them all the time. <laughs> it uh, happens they finally, daily. They're they're meeting the real you. They know you. Yeah. They finally figured out who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, they make fun of my movie takes all the time. Well, sure, as they should. Um, well, that's interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't show it to. I mean, my oldest is almost eight, but I wouldn't quite show it to her. I don't know if, if it even said "fuck" more than once, it would automatically get an R. But you had kids talking about blowjobs. Um, I don't know. They talk about stuff sexually. There's a sexually dangerous situation. I just feel like with a few tweaks, it could have absolutely have been PG thirteen. Oh, see, I, I there's very there's almost nothing I would change about this movie. I mean, it's not long; it's an hour and a half. Um, it, it's not going for. It's just it wants to keep it pretty authentic and as authentic as it can for a movie. I feel like okay, that's probably experience a lot of eighth graders had. I doesn't seem it seems very plausible at a minimum. Like yeah, I know you had some issues with like Lady Bird not being historically accurate with like music or whatever the issues were <laughs> somebody commented how there was the wrong car model in a scene or whatever that hadn't been released in 1999 didn't get any of that vibe so it felt very very real um and there's nothing more impa- i mean just the pool scene alone is to me worth the price of admission it was just just great um i don't know i mean more had panic attacks on tour this guy who's got all this fame and money was still not satisfied and still anxious about stuff. Um, and, you know, he reflected on social media and how he got famous. And I don't know. He, I mean, I don't know. His whole almost. His well, whole, he made the movie because he wa- he like watched YouTube videos of like kids that had no nobody wa- following them. Like, you know, it's like, what's the point of it? Like, why are you doing this? That was the whole inspiration for the movie. Is, yeah, and you think he just thought, that, what are these idiots? I'm going to make fun of these losers who aren't as successful as me. They don't know how to do social media like me. They it, may, maybe? I, no, oh, you see. think that's completely wrong? Uh, I mean, I, I yeah, think he I questioned yes. why they did that. He questioned, like, why, like, why would you ever do that? Why would I think you he make- understands why they would do that, even if it's depressing, even if it's ultimately unsatisfying. I think he understands or thinks or believes that social media is just this 
compulsion and you think as a kid that you need to do it. I don't know. That, that, see, that's the movie is a 99% Rotten Tomatoes raking. Ranking, rating. Do you think all these people just are there to laugh at at stupid eighth graders who just don't get how dumb social media is? I don't know. Man, that that fascinates me. I'm just, I'm, this is your brain, Eric, is a wonder. I love it. It confuses me. It baffles me. I don't, sometimes I'm befuddled by it. But I, I, I'm just glad to encounter a brain that sometimes sees things. I thought it had so some Oscar noms, but it didn't. I guess I was wrong about that. No, it wasn't wasn't big enough. And I mean, I thought he had like best original screenplay or something like that. Maybe I mean, not. Scre- the screenplay is very good, um, but uh, you know, you, whatever. The Oscars is who cares? I mean, this is a great movie. Whether the Oscars recognize it or not is irrelevant to me. But uh, all right, I mean. How bad's the damage? How far off are we? We're off. I, we're not... I give it two and a half stars. Oh my god. Okay. For the reasons I said, like I, I just constantly was questioning have... whether or not he hated he hated the main character and hated what she cared about and hated. So if what, you what felt that wasn't the case, if you thought, okay, he gets why she wants to do this, he understands, he empathizes with her, even if he thinks you know social media isn't really the best path forward for her. That would change your rating of the movie? If Maybe, you felt that? but I also thought it was kind of reductive. It's like, okay, teenage kids use social media too much. Okay, no shit. Like, teenage kids need to not care so much about, like, their presence online. Yeah, no shit. Like, that's obvious. That's every movie ever. Okay. Right, well, and, and okay, your, your main character is this, like, smart girl who people don't really know who she is. And she's actually like a really good person. And once people find out who she is, they realize that, you know, she's she's a very worth worthful person and she's smarter than everybody around her and they just don't get her. Like, how many times have we seen that character too? book smart again? It's there's like a million movies about that same person. So it's not even all that original to in, in the first place. There's nothing really all that original about this movie other than the Internet piece of it. Oh, I disagree. There, I there's almost of, no movie like this. I guarantee you Booksmart isn't like this. They're going to get in zany situations. Oh, my gosh. we got to steal this thing. Yeah, we got to do this comedy. we got to take drugs. And it's implausible. There's no actual real-world stakes because it's such made-up silliness that there's no actual weight to anything that happens. Lady Bird. Same, she's the same character. Oh, she's this is Bill Downs better than Lady Bird. Um, and... The whole point of the movie isn't that everybody needs to see how awesome she is, because that's pointless. You you can't get to a point where everybody's going to see how awesome you are. That's the whole it, speech of the dad. The dad's great speeches. I've yeah, watched he, you. He thinks she's awesome, and she may in fact be awesome, but trying to convince everybody else that you're awesome is pointless. She doesn't try to convince anybody that she's awesome. She has a, a nice time with another kid, and that's it. I mean... She's like, I think if this was just a drama about the anxiety of being that age, it would have been a way better movie. It is Uh, about that. That's to be the mm, core thing. And then the social media stuff mm, is grafted. I think it's more about social media and and teenagers is is the way I viewed it. It was more about like really how scary that those situations are, which it did. It did a bit. I mean, like the part where she's in the auditorium and they're they're naming off like the awards and you could tell on her face. She's like, please don't say me like i don't want to be nominated for this and then they say her name and she's like fucking devastated like of course the anxiety you can feel that and i think that was well done they're just pulled in there those little pieces of the movie What's it's it? really just about instagram and being online oh, boy, which is what such Bo- a... this was bull burnham's whole thing 
This might be your worst take. It's just not the case. She's anxious in almost every scene. She's terrified in every scene. She's trying desperately to get out of her shell to do stuff, to to put herself out there. She tries to take her advice. She sings karaoke, even though she's terrified in almost every single sequence. And she even gives that speech at the end, like, I'm terrified all the time. There's never any relief. It's like when you're about to I, you go down a roller, roller coaster. coaster yeah. And she is like that throughout the entire movie. And it's clear it's there. It doesn't scream at you that that's her mental state. But it's obvious if you look at her, her face that she's anxious nonstop. She's trying to figure out what to do socially nonstop. She's so worried about saying the wrong thing. What do I do? What's the correct thing? In almost every single scene. Like, it's just there always. Uh, sometimes more overtly, sometimes less. Uh, oh gosh, I just like the core so is. What's your ranking? Five out of five. There's not a wow. Flaw this is a five star movie for you. Yes, 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 absolutely. It's a great movie. Uh, saw it in the theater and cackled all throughout. You know, time watching it with, and it really worked for my wife who rewatched it with me this time again, and you know my sister in law the first time around. It, it worked for all of us. It's great. I mean, it, it captures the essence. And yes, it absolutely talks and 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 is cynical about social media. But to me, the heart of the movie is be yourself. And yeah, that's a common message. That's fine. It's the execution that's unlike any movie I've seen. It's way better than Lady Bird's like a four out of five movie, really. This this is there's nothing I would change about this movie. It's it's perfect. It ends happy. It, this this is female empowerment. This is her. Yeah, not given a binary choice in which the answer is obvious and then somebody's burned and then she smiles. Look, I'm yeah. I mean, th- this is, this is real agency. She's coming to real self realizations about who she is and getting a little, just a little bit more confident. She's not a totally different person. Everybody doesn't like her. She doesn't save the day. She doesn't defeat the school shooter. And everybody says, hooray. Both movies that we both the last two movies were uh, me movies starring a woman but by a man that that's kind of an interesting sure perspective that's interesting and to me like ari aster i, I don't, does he like uh danny in midsummer i don't know he seems to think very little of her i mean she doesn't have the confidence to talk about how she really feels and stand up for herself ever at any point in the movie Kayla stands up for herself uh, 150,000% more than Danny ever does in Midsommar. And she sits there and is just just told what to do every second of the, of the way, given drugs. I mean, it's so bizarre that that was female empowerment to you. And then this is like, yeah, seen it before. Booksmart did it better. But whatever. This is why we have this podcast. This is fascinating. I, I was hoping we'd be closer. I was hoping it'd at least be three. But Did you not. like it more the second time? You watched it? I, I liked it about the same. I mean, the first time was probably, was, I was more surprised by it the, the first time, so I laughed more. Uh, but then there's other stuff that kind of stuck out a little bit more. Um, but I see it and I think, oh, I, I feel for her from the beginning. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm with her the whole time. So the other thing, I don't, did I mention, like, I really like Bo Burnham. Like that's the maybe that's not coming across. It, like, it isn't coming across because seems like, like you don't like it. That inside I that, thought was amazing. I even really, though he criticizes social media on there, and 
and he I think got that's famous. more honest. That's more honest about it. Like this was a like underhanded way of he, he didn't criticize social media with this movie. He criticized the people that want to be famous oh. on social media, oh, which is God. the part that I think that's the difference about it for me. Oh, He's criticizing gosh. the people that basically aren't as good at it as him. She's not even I, boy, is that just I mean, she's not even trying to get famous. She's trying to get a friend. If, she has like her videos. If have she was like funny and all of a sudden had all these social media followers, which he was. It would be a totally different She's movie. She's not funny. That's okay. Most people aren't that funny. So he's just made a movie about somebody who sucked at it when he was like really good at Most it. Most like people that... sucked at it. And it's but not he wasn't. Cool... He's a fucking awesome at it. And he became famous and made movies because he was so good at social media. So what? It still is a. It still is a. I think good that's for disingenuous. A, it still is, I don't know. I, I, and I think your your criticism of that is is nonsensical because basically anybody who got famous in a field can't criticize that field because that's how they got famous enough to have a criticism that people would pay attention it's that, to. It's not criticizing the field. It's criticizing the people that aren't good at it as, as good at it as that, you. That, it's that take that doesn't that's make like any sense. like if Anthony Bourdain spent whole his time talking about how bad other shows are. He's not criticizing it's, it's, it's her like, for being bad. It's like the Gordon Ramsay guy, right? He makes shows about people that are shitty at cooking. Like, that's the same idea. Is, this, is this Bo is Burnham made a movie Ramsey. about people are shitty at fucking good. social media? God, this is it's not the same Gordon idea. Ramsey. It's Gordon Ramsay yelling at bad chefs. Oh, that's that exactly is what this so movie is. not the case. That is such a dumb take. I'm so sorry. That, there's sorry around it. That is such a bad take. That is not. It's not. Ha ha ha! You're not as good at it as me. That is just not at all. And look how stupid about. you look because you suck at this. That doesn't look stupid at all. She just wants a friend. He understands that. Not everybody is funny. He understands that. It's not a problem that she's not funny. And the only problem she has, insofar as saying, is that she lacks confidence. She's act anxious. You don't think there's anything about somebody who's super funny and amazing at making videos, mm-hmm. making a movie about somebody who isn't funny and is terrible at making videos. You don't so think some- there's anything there. So somebody who's really good at making movies can't make a movie about somebody about bad somebody at making shitty movies? At making mo- don't you think that would be a little mean? Who did the disaster artist? Who directed that movie? I don't know, but that movie was a little mean. Fucking, you're making my point. The disaster Uh, artist was a little fucking mean, right? You're making fun of a guy who actually tried to make a movie but wasn't good at it and was terrible at it. And you're making a movie about it. When does the the movie make fun? You know who made that movie? When does she get made fun of? James Franco. James Franco made that. James Franco's a fucking asshole, right? When does she get made fun of for having low views? When is that the butt of the joke? It's the, the the first five minutes of the movie and, leads into and how you see you it. Scroll by how it's Why one is that view, a joke? It's not views. a joke. It's not a joke. No, there isn't like ha ha ha. Look at how nobody likes this girl. That's absolutely not the tone it sets. Nobody is interested in her. We see that. It's not funny. Look at how pathetic it is that she has zero views. That's absolutely not the joke. The direction isn't the joke. It's not saying how funny it is she has no views. That there's no commentary on it. No other characters make fun of her for having no views. They might as well have had a split screen of Bo Burnham's YouTube views versus this girl's so YouTube views. So you saw views. that and you like, thought, I'm supposed awesome. to laugh at her because she has no views in that opening sequence. Not laugh at you're supposed to just feel really bad for yes, her. Yes, you feel bad for her, but not laugh at her. You're supposed to empathize. See how pathetic pity. she is. I why, why doesn't nobody like her? What's the problem? Why Why is that? And then you get to know her, and she's a nice person. She's smart. No, she's not. Uh, well, she's not funny like he was. She's not Jonah Hill's brother or sister. So, okay, I guess she's not funny enough. She didn't but, make Weird Al, you know, 
videos where you're making fun of stuff like he did. He's just not good at it. He like doesn't he was. say like she should do something different. At no point there's no mock. There's no joke about the the, the whole It was point the impression is, I got. I'm sorry. That, you disagree. That okay. Baffles me. Like All to right. me, you disagree. I, that, That's I think fine. I feel bad for this girl. Not she's so stupid for even trying. Fuck her. I'll tell you what, what if, if I didn't know this was made by Bo Burnham, I would probably have a totally different view on it. If it was just like this was made by Greta Gerwig. Oh, fuck. OK, the great. Like you made a really like insightful movie yet. But I think I'm so totally clouded by the fact that ah. I know that this the guy that made this movie became famous making YouTube videos and was funny and amazing at it. And that's his whole persona. That's baffles me like even even thinking of the movie inside he doesn't mock people for wanting to connect or using social media that's not really criticism it's the structure it's the companies certainly jeff bezos um gets his own special song uh, on the movie but he doesn't blame the people for wanting to connect or using it he certainly has things that it's it's not no gonna, inside isn't but i think this movie is but so it's weird. You know that he's a famous guy that got famous on the internet who clearly has issues with social media. And you look back at that and think he's making fun of this girl. And I, I just think like, I don't know how you avoid it is, is I guess what I'm asking. I, I, I have no, I, I, I see it totally different. I, I it's like baffles me. Like I, everything I see about inside would, would make me think that there's more empathy for our main character than less. Like there's nothing, no part about what we know about Bo Burnham in 2023 that isn't, oh yeah, this is impacting people in a way and it's ultimately not satisfying. It's not going to get people what they want. It didn't get me what I wanted because I've got money and fame, which I guess I wanted, but I'm still deeply unhappy, um, which you can say is disingenuous because he's got money and fame. So he should no, be happy. I think that's genuine. And that's why I think inside's amazing. And I think this movie isn't, but I think the seeds of that, because I think, I think inside, inside is genuine. I think he is actually being honest about how he feels about it. I think this movie is not being honest about I, it. There's no part I see. I just uh, it baffles me. Like he, he's being honest about how he feels about it. And he feels like it's, it's a problematic structure. And then you look back at this and think he's not commenting on the structure. He's commenting on the rubes who aren't as good at it as him. I boy. Anyway, there's nothing else to say. Want the I'm, same I, thing that he want. He he got. I don't think she wants fame. I just don't even think that's her pursuit. Like it's not like she's not getting enough likes and needs to get get you don't higher up. Paul Burnham at 16 when he had eight million views on his YouTube videos was like popular in high school. I I would beg to differ. I, I, I whether Bo Burnham was popular in high school is irrelevant. I'm talking about the character. I'm talking about Kayla. Her goal, I don't think, is I want to become famous with social media. I think her goal is I want to have friends and connect with people and be, you know, plugged in socially via social media. I mean, she's she has almost no views. It's not I mean, it's not like I need more views to reach this like fame that I want. Like, it's not even about fame for her. It's like she doesn't have a friend. She doesn't have a single person who's her actual friend. Um Anyway, there's nothing else to say. I mean, I'm just I'm flummoxed by your take. I, I there's a lot of things I thought might be coming. The Bo Burnham is just belittling her for trying to do social media and sucking at it, and thus I couldn't get into the movie. And if somebody hey, other than Bo Burnham, maybe I'm an it, idiot. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just that was my takeaway. I, it's just I would have thought Sorry. like, oh, if you're allowed to have your take, I'm just genuinely like I need to calm down because I'm more baffled than Matt. I'm just like it's hard for me to fathom. 
I wouldn't have seen this this take coming. Like, oh, if somebody's name other than Bo Burnham was on this, I probably would have liked the movie more. Yeah. And seen it as less of an indictment. Yep. Which to me isn't even really a commentary on the filmmaking. You're just so suspicious of Bo Burnham. Of the filmmaker, it. yeah, for sure. That's that's correct. That's a, that that's you're accurately summarizing my. I'm stealing your position. All right. Well, I love it. I think it's great. Most people love it. Eric does not. Ninety-nine percent. Robert Eggers. Roger Ebert. Brian Eggert. Hey, he could be yeah. the next Roger Ebert. Sure. Uh, he huh. wrote a, a glowing, amazing essay on this movie. Loved it. I, well, he's correct. Uh, he's a smart guy. He's got great, great cinematic taste. Um. Anyway, it's it's an incredible movie. Um. I I, I bet he also thinks. I, I guess I got to read the essay now because I don't think he he thinks she's being belittled either, right? I mean, he's not like. This is so cruel to our protagonist who I mean I, I don't know. No, he did not have that take. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay, I miss Eric, I love that you can amaze me. I love that after our just deep connection through all these years, I can still sometimes be up at the plate. I think I've seen all of Eric's pitches. I've seen the slider, seen the curveball, seen the fastball, seen the changeup, and all of a sudden here comes a goddamn knuckleball, and I have no <laughs> idea where the ball's coming. And I just whiff totally, end up on the ground, and can't process what the fuck just happened. Like holy cow, that's amazing. I got all the pitches, man. You are you are singular. <laughs> you are a singular singular vision. Um, let's get ourselves to uh, the five degrees of. If you build, you will come. Kevin Bacon, but not Kevin Bacon. Kevin Costner, or somewhere else. We're getting to Field of Dreams. Short, would you like me to go first? Please, please do, yes. I will start with my favorite person in this movie is the dad. Uh, he's played by an actor, Josh Hamilton. And I, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, where do I know this fucking he's guy? Of- he's just around. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff, but I, particularly the movie Kicking and Screaming. Have you seen that movie? Is that the Will Ferrell one? Nope. So this is, uh, I think, Noah Baumbach's first movie oh, back in the mid-90s. It's about like graduating from high school. Um, it's not a movie I love, uh, but the the Josh Hamilton who plays the dad, he's the like lead of the movie. If you haven't seen it, I, you, I think you'd really like it. It's okay. a kind of a coming of age college movie about like yuppie college kids. I don't know. Okay. I didn't love it, but uh, he's in that movie with an actor named Eric Stoltz. Oh, I know Eric Stoltz. Uh, yep, he's in Pulp Fiction and whatnot. The original uh, Marty McFly. Yep. He, uh, Eric Stoltz is also in Jerry Maguire for a bit. Okay. Uh, okay. Cuba Gooding Jr. is also in Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Indeed he is. And he's in a movie called Coming to America with James Earl Jones, who's in Field of Dream. All right. Awesome. thought about going to Josh Hamilton. I hadn't actually seen a lot of, I mean, I've seen he was in the show 13 Reasons Why. I think I've seen him in some shows more than I've seen him in movies. But I know he's in Manchester by the Sea, which I hadn't seen. Um but I to do El- heavy movie. Uh, I've heard. I've never seen it. Um, doesn't sound like a fun watch. That sounds to me like like medicine, you know, or like I've just got to chew through, you know, thirty bits of cauliflower or something, um, you know. But Elsie uh, Fitcher, who I think is great in this movie, um, again, I, I think she does an awesome job. I'm convinced that she's an eighth grade girl, and um, I believe her in every scene emphatically. She is one of the voices in Despicable Me, one of the two, one of the three kids that Steve Carell ends up adopting. Um, and I did Steve Carell, um, got him to Foxcatcher, movie 
too slow for you, but I think is just an incredible, incredible slow burn. And it's just one of Seacrow's many, many amazing performances. He's, He's very good in them. that. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's got Mark Ruffalo's great in it, too. Mark Ruffalo's very good. I mean, I love it. I mean, he plays a guy that can't act. It's incredible. Um, so Mark Ruffalo is in a movie called Rumor Has It, um, romantic comedy with Jennifer Aniston, Matthew McConaughey, I think, and uh, Kevin Costner's in that. Kevin Costner's in the field There we go. I think, yeah, I think we've used that movie before. Sure. I'll try to find an original one next time. No, 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 no. I, I was just saying because I've never seen it, but I remember it coming up before. I think so. my wife has the DVD. I don't think I've ever watched it. It doesn't look interesting to me even slightly, but it just seems like no, if, if we had to like use new movies, th- this would be very difficult. This, yes. Uh, Feel of Dreams thing. But, yeah. Um, I think Terry Bradshaw's in that movie too, I think. You like uh, Steelers quarterbacks from the 70s? Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Sure. But all right, Eric, we've been we've been completely out of sync for now three weeks straight. Yeah, we're not even in the ballpark. We've been nope. two and a half not stars at least away. Sport. Yeah, yeah, yes, correct. So let's see, are we gonna get back on track here? We're we gonna uh, we... I, we'll see. Um, all right, so the movie we, we will do next week. Uh, I'll give some clues to it. Maybe you can guess it. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, I'll start with first clue. This movie was released in 1995. Okay. 90s film. So we're going to, going a little bit back in time. Uh, this movie in time. is actually a prequel to another movie. Okay. All right. Before prequels uh, are all over the place. Okay. Yep. Um, okay, so this movie was filmed in the great state of Minnesota. Okay. Doesn't help me. Never Doesn't heard of it. Never heard of Steve Minnesota. Uh, person by the name of Stan Lee appears in this movie. Oh God. Okay. From Marvel fame. Stan Lee appears in a movie '95. It's too early for the X-Men movies. Too early for Spider-Man. I don't know. All right, I'm I'm struggling. I'm, I'm... Okay. Uh, I'll give one more clue. Uh, well, I'll give uh, several clues. Um, let's see. The movie stars Jason Lee, and it's in the View oh, of Skew universe. Mall rats? Mall rats is correct. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's correct. Forgot it. Okay. Goodness uh, hadn't seen this movie for a really long time. I, I know I've seen it before. Uh, don't really totally remember it. Uh, I guess uh, Kevin Smith, was he's going on a tour or something, and he's coming here. And he was talking about um, how they filmed this Eden, Eden Prairie at the Eden Prairie Mall and was like making a big deal about that when he came back here. And sure. I was like, oh, shit, I, I actually didn't even remember that it was filmed here. So well, you got to pander to the locals. Tell it's on Tubi. Home. It's on Tubi if you want to watch it on, uh, for a free streaming service. With a lot with of commercials. Commercials, commercials yeah. or you could rent it. That's otherwise. the best way to watch movies, I think. All right. I, no, but I, I, we could talk Kevin Smith. I haven't talked Kevin Smith before. I have kind of a mixed emotions oh, on Kevin Smith. As do most people. I think there are very few ride or dies for Kevin Smith at this point. Um, I really yeah. like him, like as a personality, like on podcasts and sure. him, like I find him very interesting and like a compelling speaker and like writer too. Um, I don't love his movies a whole lot. Uh, some of them I like okay. And we'll see about Mallrats. 
We'll see. Yeah, I mean, have, I, you, have you not watched it recently? I'm hoping you didn't like watch it two weeks ago or something. Oh, no, no, like no, that. I haven't seen it in a while. But I mean, I remember some sequences in it pretty vividly. There's a couple, a couple of scenes I remember very well. Two or three lines, exchanges. I remember Ben Affleck in it pretty distinctly. Um, yeah, that was the other piece. Is ben Affleck's been doing a bunch of stuff because he's in the Air movie, the um, you know movie about Air Jordan and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, this is like one of his first movies, and he's he's kind of like a bit character in it. Yeah, he hadn't yet rocketed superstar, and right. we hadn't had Goodwill Hunting yet. It's pre Goodwill. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's right. They had their little thing with Kevin Smith for a while because they were in Dogma. Dogma well. too, yeah. Which may maybe my favorite Kevin Smith movie. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Might be mine actually yeah. too. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it. But no, I haven't I haven't seen Mall Rats in a while. Yeah. Looking forward to revisiting it. I was um, hoping maybe we could go to the Eden Prairie Mall to record it, but that's not gonna happen. No. Yeah, I don't think I can get up to Eden Prairie. Is this still there? This it's still there, right? It seems like one of the places well, I don't know. You're you're the one that lives uh much closer to Eden Prairie. Definitely on spending time in Eden Prairie, but well we we used to have uh friends with a couple people that lived there, a couple of families, but uh it seems like kind of place where a mall could keep living. I mean, it's very suburban, you know, people, yeah. a lot of white people who like shopping at, you know, box stores, or eighth um, graders that want to go to the food court. Oh yeah. An eighth grader wanting to go to the mall. That's crazy. <laughs> Unfathomable. Totally couldn't buy that. We need to be <laughs> dropped off. To di- they can't be seen with their dad. You of know. course, yeah. I'm, they, dude, I'm not far away from that. I, I, I get it. Yeah. I remember feeling that. Um, yeah. I'm not quite there yet, but I get it, I get it a little bit, but uh, I don't think nearly the degree. Dad, you did, you're so. embarrassing me. I'm and so, you're just like standing there. You're not even saying anything. You're I'm just, just here. I'm just you, here, yeah. You're driving. Dad, don't drive like that. I'm just driving. No, but don't have that look on your face. But don't not have not that look on your face. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have to I love, take up I love that shot where you don't see the dad's face too. I think that's pretty brilliant. He's yeah, like, see, it's a nice directorial decision. Sure. All right, it's three stars. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm glad that I, my histrionics can give you a pity half star, sort of. Um, All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate bye-bye. it.